Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this it's a lively one. Welcome to episode number 68 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tainer. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. I am joined, as always, by fellow mom and publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hi, yay, 68. I know, 68, yeah. We just keep racking them up. <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, every week. Every week, yes. Every week, almost. <laughs> and you already heard him, folks. Stephen Deutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Friendly Gaming and the father of three... Hail and well met, everyone. Oh, there's the well met is back. That's nice. <laughs> I'm I'm in a uh, I'm a, I'm going to be larping soon, so ah. I'm like getting into the I'm getting back into it. You know, nice, cool. So, yeah. Do yeah. you wear the I, elf ears and the whole costume and all that stuff? I have to because if I don't wear the elf ears, then I don't get my superpowers. And oh. I mean, who <laughs> wants to not have superpowers? <laughs> not good. <laughs> right. Um, Gotta wear the ears then, man. <laughs> no, legit. No, I mean, what's funny about that is when I first started playing 10 some odd years ago, I played a human. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to have to buy prosthetics, um, even though, like, ears are like $10. But, like, whatever. I was like, no, I'm going to be human. And um, eventually I was like, this is garbage. I don't want to be a human anymore. What's the point of being me? Um, so um, I did a thing and did some stuff with the story and whatever. And now my human is an elf. And he also was a warrior in the beginning. And now I am a delicate healer, as you could imagine me being delicate. He's actually not delicate wow. at all. He's really an angry healer. But that's okay. Um it's, uh, life it's, is change. Yeah. Life is well. I mean, it's all about change, and you know, and it, it, yeah. and that's even in fantasy worlds, people change that's and right. they grow. And um, you know, I'm a delicate healer. Also, um, healing involves not hurting my knees every event. Uh mainly. <laughs> that's important. Um, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Nerd you stuff. You can heal standing um, up. That's great. I can definitely heal standing up. I can heal from far away because I can throw my healing spells. Um, so we can talk. We can have a whole episode about LARPing eventually. Uh, yeah. But I understand that some video game stuff happened this weekend, yes. Nicole, or this week, Nicole, this, this, and this weekend also. And I'm curious as to hear your thoughts. Yes. Yeah, so this this very day, Wednesday, we were recording on Wednesday the seventh. There were two huge press conferences: one from Apple and one from Sony. And I just have to say, Apple and Sony apparently hate tech journalists because I feel so bad for everybody who has to write like 20 stories today because of both press conferences being on the same day. So, anyhow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Not I don't, very I considerate. Mean, how, how many organizations have overlap Quite a on few. both iOS? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my, <laughs> let me finish my question. Have overlap, <laughs> but don't have the staff to cover everything because like okay so pixelkin yeah. 
had to cover both, but you only had to cover like the gaming aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, there So like there are plenty of Venture Beat. I don't know if you know about that that site. Um but their reporter Dean Takahashi, he's been in the, you know, in, in the tech blog area for for years. He actually used to work for the San Jose um Mercury News. But yeah, he was posting on Facebook about how he's got to write 15 stories today because of the two press conferences. Oh, yeah. Man. So. Well, wow. Yeah. Shucks. I don't know too many Shucks. people Writer, could do that. Writers got to write. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> Writers got it right. All right. So I. Nicole Tanner, you wrote a ton of stories. Yeah. That was amazing. I was impressed. My last week has been very full of writing. Um, but. Yeah. So I did not watch the Apple press conference, but I did watch Sony's. And the big thing that they announced, which is what we expected that was going to happen, is they have announced the PlayStation 4 Pro as opposed to the Neo, which was the code name. So. Details are basically what everybody said they were going to do. It supports 4K. It supports HDR. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be more expensive, but we all, you know, kind of figured that out too. Um, but, uh, they showed a bunch of games off and said that they looked pretty. Were they so pretty? Yeah. They looked so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I could not actually tell how pretty they were because I was, I'm on my laptop and, uh, Twitch was sort of being weird. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, tons of games. Oh my God. They showed off footage from Spider-Man, For Honor, Deus Ex, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Watch Dogs, Killing Floor, Uncharted 4, wow. Shadow of Mordor, Far For Honor, Paragon, and then Horizon Zero Dawn, which was the most which, interesting wow. to me. Yeah. My God. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. May very well be our game of the year. Yeah. Like collectively, like you and me. If I know your tastes at all. Yeah. Um, which I'm learning. Strong female protagonist whoops a lot of ass. Yeah. Like same type of gameplay. As good Rise story. Of the yeah, exactly. <laughs> like using a bow and arrow. I mean, the difference is instead <laughs> of like random people that probably are in in the wrong place at the wrong time doing bad things and getting turbo murdered by Lara Croft. It's robot dinosaurs. And you know what? That sounds great to me. Yeah. Um it's I describe it as Merida fighting Grimlock regularly. That's a good Merida dis- being the Disney princess. Yes. And yes. Grimlock being the giant robot transformer. Um yes. by the way, shout out to the Transformers uh, anniversary next week. Um <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, I already pre-ordered the Blu-ray. Man, the, the Horizon just looks so good. There were screenshots thrown around of what it looked like. Um, Ars Technica has yeah. had some screenshots of what it looked like on the Pro. And um, my God, it looks really nice. With that said, it looks really nice on the regu- on the standard yeah. PS4. So it's, you know, really that 100 bucks is... Do you have a 4K display? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you that hungry to future-proof your stuff? At which point, drop the extra hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an important mm-hmm. thing to point out if if you don't already know that you have to have a TV that supports this stuff if you're going to see mm-hmm. it in any way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. uh, we do not that have would be one. A burn. Yeah, I know exactly. Don't spend an extra hundred dollars <laughs> unless you have a really good TV. Yeah. Um. So, and then also, besides the games, oh, they showed Mass Effect Andromeda, too. I almost forgot to to say that. How did you almost forget that? (laughs) I wrote down, like, Like, a list of 20 games, and I just sort of accidentally skipped over it. You got so excited that it vibrated out of your mind? Right, yes. Um, Another, uh, there was someone from EA there, 
I forget his name. But the new FIFA game and uh, Battlefield 1 are going to support all this stuff uh, right out of the gate when they come out later this year. I bet you FIFA would wow, look really pretty. Yes. Well, a lot of those games were already going to be on PC anyway. Right. So it's not like the graphics weren't there. It's basically just turning the settings up. Yeah. Um, which you can already do on PC. And I'm sure Battlefield 1, when they got these, they were like, cool. Yeah. And just had a couple of guys jiggle the handle a little bit. I mean, I know it's not that simple, yeah. but they already do that because it's a PC release. Um, I'm sure it was extra work for FIFA. Um, so I don't think that comes out on PC, but it's worth it to get in and say that they're there for the tech, um, especially if it's not really costing them a lot. Right. Yeah. Also, Sony said uh, Netflix and YouTube are, well, Netflix is going to be at launch. They're going to have their 4K streaming stuff up and YouTube has an app in development. They didn't say when that that was going to happen. But the interesting thing here about video is that the PlayStation 4 Pro, it was cannot play 4K Ultra Blu-ray discs, which is the dumbest thing in the world I have ever seen. Huh. Like, seriously, Sony? You invented the Blu-ray platform. How can you have a console that doesn't play Blu-ray discs? Just makes no wow. sense to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, some it plays, technical reason? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's dollar reason. They don't want to put a more expensive Blu-ray player inside the machine. Yeah. Although yeah, Microsoft maybe. jumped right on that and said... Guess what? Scorpio is going to be able to play them. So that's great. Oh. Yeah, Scorpio comes. Scorpio comes out in a year. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. That's the other thing is like now Sony is kind of thrown down the gauntlet. So we know what's happening there. I'll be curious to see what is going on with Scorpion, which we probably won't find out more about probably till next E3. But anyhow, the new PlayStation Four Pro comes out November tenth, and it costs three hundred and ninety nine dollars. They also confirmed today the PlayStation Four Slim. I don't think they called it the Slim, but whatever. It's a smaller model. They didn't. It's just the PS4. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's replacing the original it model. It is, yes. Um, you know, the only thing that's being replaced there is size. All of the stuff uh, under the hood is the same, so don't freak out. Hmm. Um, and so that one is going to be available starting September 15th, and that will cost two ninety nine. Yep. So. That's, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> I am going to get one yeah. of those. I do not need this pro nonsense. I'm not right. a pro. Yeah. I am a casual. Um, I will gladly take my $300 PlayStation. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Us too. We don't have a, a display that, that supports it. Isaac is waiting for something to actually become like affordable in the display. I don't even remember what it is. Something like better than HDR and 4K that is just starting to go out into TVs now. And I, I don't know. I can't remember oh, yeah. what it is. Yeah. So that's apparently that's what we're waiting for. Although we may not be able to wait forever because our current TV, uh, the lamps keep blowing out in it, which is not a not a good thing because they're not easy. That's to probably not help. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That's probably not help helping. Yeah, they're they're not that easy to replace. So anyhow, we'll see. Um. Then okay. So that's Sony, Apple. Apple trotted out Yo. Miyamoto today. There's yeah, me- they did. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they did. All they, you know, all anybody. I actually watched that. Oh, one. you did. Okay, so I mean, yeah, whenever you're, everybody went <laughs> ape shit. Everybody trots out Miyamoto for like any big Nintendo announcement. So like, if you saw him walk out on stage, it's like, well, something's happening. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, so, yeah. Go for a, it, Stephen. A bunch of to to say how it went down. Yeah, because I watched it like. <laughs> They were all like, because, I mean, it's the 
it's the Apple keynote. So like yeah. they're all there for like tech and a lot of them are not traditional games journalists, but they all, it's like there. Yeah. So they don't necessarily, so this is a guy that is not someone that I don't want to say it's like old hat for some of those guys, but like, you know, like you see Miyamoto, like if you cover Nintendo on a regular Nintendo beat, like you see him all the time. Yeah. Right. But for a lot of those people, they're Apple uh-huh. people, you know, they're tech writers. Yeah. They, they cover gadgets and gizmos and Apple. So Miyamoto is like, this might have been the first time they were at a thing where he was there. Mm. And the place erupted. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it didn't stop oh, cool. for quite some time. Like, this was, it was a very, it, it, I, I, at first I was like, why won't they shut up? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Some of these guys, because... Because when Miyamoto comes on stage at e- like at an E3 event yeah. or whatever, like he gets some applause, but it's not like the world is ending. Everybody's like, "Hey, it's it's, it's Miyamoto-san, yay!" But here they were like, "Oh my God, it's Shigeru Miyamoto, yes!" And so then he came out, and then everybody also must have in the middle of that it transitioned to them realizing what he was doing because uh-huh. he wasn't there to like get a free iPhone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know he was there to announce a freaking Nintendo game which yeah. announcing a Nintendo game on the Apple stage yep yeah that's probably at first that's, right d- yeah. I mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a big sign a big stage um, I'll let Nicole give the news and then I'll, I'll continue freaking out because I'm still freaking out. <laughs> All right. So there actually were a couple of fairly big pieces of news. The biggest is that there's a game from Nintendo called Super Mario Run. It's coming out later this year. It is an endless runner featuring Mario, of course, as you would have guessed by the title. <laughs> so um, it looks pretty cool. I watched some gameplay footage. I mean, it's it's an endless runner. You know, those are all kind of well, the it- same. It, okay, it's not Steven. an endless runner, though. Oh, it's wait, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not an endless runner. Now, wait. I, I, do you want? Can I, do you want me to do this now, or do you want to wait until the end and then I'll just go? No, just go. Do you want to do a bit? Just go. All right. So, the look of like the maternal look of okay, son, just go ahead. <laughs> like I just got one of those. Um, it's okay. It's okay. So it's not an endless runner because there are fixed levels. You are playing. It is a. Tra- it is a Mario game by all. Th- by all accounts. There are worlds, and each world has four stages, and the difference is Mario moves left to right automatically, and all you do is control jumping. The idea is that you play the game with one hand. It follows a similar pattern to the infinite runners. Mm. However, the levels aren't random. They're actually designed Mm. to the point Mm. where I can compete. So if all three of us have the game, which... I mean, let's be real. All three of us are probably going to have the game. Um, we can compete with each other on different stages to see who can get a higher score. Uh, there's a whole mode where instead of trying to just complete the level, you're also trying to do like crazy acrobatic sick tricks off of the different jumps. So this game, it appears to have a lot. And, and also you're collecting virtual currency and one, and the press release Nintendo sent out said uh-huh. that there's going to be a, a way to use some of that virtual currency to build your own mushroom kingdom, yeah. which they that was like two sentences in a giant press release. I know, I didn't and I was understand like, for it real? either. <laughs> what? For real? Well, I mean, clearly they didn't want to tell us about that. I yeah. mean, it, but that's going to be interesting in and of itself. So this is, they also didn't tell us how much it is, which kind of freaked me out, but I'm sure it's going to be like 10 bucks. Um, And I'll buy, I'll gladly pay it. Well, I'll pay 20 bucks. I, I know that it's probably not final, but the, um, the, the official uh, app page for the game is up. And it says it's going to be free. As of right now, it says that it's free. But I guess oh, we'll just well, have the, to see. 
the press release said that there's a, a set. demo version yeah. that you can buy and then you can upgrade it. I would bet that the upgrade is going to be like 10 bucks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I would pay 20 for a Mario game that I can play with one hand. Yeah. And it is going to have in-app purchases as well. They've announced that. I'm sure the, I don't know what. I'm sure the money. Yeah. Right. The money. So you can build your, is I mean, it a, so you can uh, build your stu- exclusive, Apple exclusive. No, it's coming out first on know? iPhone and iPad and then later on Android. So it's hitting Apple platforms okay. in December. And then I think, and- well, I don't think they gave a date for Android. They're just going to set, they said it's, it's going to be on there eventually. Right, Stephen? Am I right about that? That that is correct. They yeah. didn't say anything about Android. Okay. I would imagine that some of that is a QA thing because yeah. when you make iPhone, you're making like like however many specs, yeah. right? Like they're gonna have to do the seven, the six S, the six, maybe the five S, mm-hmm. if that. Maybe not even the five S. Um, and whereas with Android, I mean, my God, <laughs> they're they're all you know. You got to make it to a billion different specs yeah, um, mm-hmm. or make it scalable. So I'm sure that the, the delay is part exclusivity, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. put us on your stage and we'll make it uh, an iOS exclusive first. Mm-hmm. But I think another part of it's gotta be the QA because it's harder yeah. to make stuff for Android. It just is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad it'll be there eventually though. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It looks like a type of game that I would be really bad at. I'm really bad at those kind of endless runners, or if this is a finite runner, uh, whatever. A finite runner. <laughs> a, finite a finite runner. runner. <laughs> I, I think that you would be better than you give yourself credit for. Okay, you haven't seen me try to play platformers, <laughs> anyhow. I have not, but I just, but I believe in you. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, my husband's gonna. Platformers are my jam. I like the Laura Croft one. Oh yeah, the Laura Croft endless runner is pretty fun, but I'm terrible at it. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, no, yeah. they're not easy. I haven't played the Lara Croft one. I got I reviewed one for Macworld um called Buddy and Me. It was like kind of a kid focused one. It's beautiful art, like really cute hand drawn art and Anna actually oh, likes yeah, to yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Buddy and Me with the little dragon dude. Yeah. Yeah, like the luck yeah. dragon from Never Ending Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it it was. It was legally distinct from the Luck Dragon from Never Ending right, Story. I'm convinced yeah. that it was just, that it was that. Um, <laughs> changed slightly to avoid the, uh, to avoid lawsuits. Right. That game was amazing. It's, yeah. But anybody listening, you got an iPad, download Buddy and Me. That game is obnoxiously good. Um, it's so cute. And underappreciated, I think. It is. Yeah. I mean, the artwork in the, is amazing. Compared to a lot of stuff that you see. I'm going to re-download it right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's so cute. Like, you collect these little bunnies that sing, and it's, yeah, it's just wonderful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The Uh, singing bunnies are kind of annoying after a while, though. (laughs) I never got got annoyed with the singing bunnies. Um, Anyhow, I probably, I didn't make it very far in the game either, so... I've gone through like maybe, I've got past maybe three areas with the singing bunnies, so that wasn't enough to, uh, to annoy me just yet <laughs> um uh but yeah so just wait yeah back to uh nintendo <laughs> so besides super mario run we also found out the pokemon go is coming to the iWatch for all of the 20 people that own an iWatch. um but anyhow <laughs> you know what you know what was funny about that they got the the air because i was watching um i was watching the video but also watching the live blog from yeah. ars technica yeah and the guy was like you joke <laughs> but 
this is amazing. Yeah. And because everybody was making fun of him and making fun of the announcement, like, oh, this is this is obvious. This is just so silly. Why would they do that? And it's like, no, really. I think this makes sense. Um, and I think there's more than 20 people that have an iWatch or app. It's not an iWatch. It's an Apple Watch. Oh. Okay. Um, and it, I'm I'm for sake of technicalities. Um, and. The um, they they showed on the Apple stream that the Apple Watch is actually the number two selling watch brand, like there is, it's be- huh. behind Rolex. Wow! Than, so it beat it's mm. beaten out Fossil and Adagio and like a lot of the other ones. Like it's it. Wow. There are a lot of people quietly with Apple watches. The only watch they're all in I San Francisco. Rolex. I, I'm so impressed that you know more than Rolex. I watched the thing where they oh, had a chart. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, they had a, they literally had a, a, a page the on the deck. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I read pictures. I mean, I can believe that, but I really like. I don't know, like in my little bubble of people here, who who wears who owns a watch anymore? Like, I haven't owned a watch since I was in high school. <laughs> I, I'm honestly after I after I saw the updates today yeah. i am very seriously considering getting an apple watch wow and it's not just about pokemon go um it's about the a lot of the various little features yeah probably gonna yeah. get one yeah so i don't know very much about the apple watch how is does it have a camera in it is that how the ar is gonna work uh it, it's not gonna oh. be ar oh okay you're just it's gonna function similarly to the place to the pokemon go plus thing uh-huh. where it's just going to show up and you're going to throw you're not going to aim you're just going to throw oh okay you're just going to tap it and you'll have a chance to catch it um so it's going to be a, a much simpler version of it mm-hmm. but i can absolutely imagine a lot of people doing um using their apple watch for that i don't imagine a lot of people buying apple watches to play pokemon go i think that's a little crazy yeah but I would bet that the, the if you look at the Venn diagram of people who own Apple Watches and people who play Pokemon Go, I bet yeah. you there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there probably is. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I don't know. I, I in my experience, a lot of millennials do uh, wear watches now. It's weird, huh? Yeah, that Hipsters. is that is weird. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, that it, that's a that's a good observation. That is kind of weird. It's almost like they're trying to be retro or something. I don't know. They are. Yeah, they <laughs> get them at thrift stores. No, they get everything at thrift stores. It's funny. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Those millennials. Courtney. I know. Yeah, Courtney Kizzy Simone. If you're listening, we love you. We really do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's all I had from Apple. Stephen, was there anything else that happened since you were watching it? Um, I mean, they really know. I mean, that it the, the new machines are gonna. I mean, the, the new iPhone sevens are supposed to be able to. You know, they've said it before. You know, console quality graphics and mm-hmm. cinematic experience. There's an interesting like Wizard of Oz RPG that's going to be coming out with the iPhone seven at launch, mm-hmm. which looked kind of creepy. Um. <laughs> But what? But when you think about it, the Wizard of Oz is, is kind of creepy. creepy yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, other than that, no, I don't think there were any significant announcements. Other than it's another piece of hardware, and you know, a lot of folks that had, um, you know, that have aging phones, this is one of those situations where it's just gonna keep 
you know, yeah. they, they're going to have to upgrade um, because I'm pretty sure that the five series are going to is going to get nuked within the next you know year if yeah. not if not mm-hmm. sooner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I just was looking at my notes and realized that I forgot to talk about probably the most uh, unexpected thing that happened at Sony's press conference is that the firmware update next week is going to make all PS4s that currently exist support HDR. So, so that was kind yep. of a big thing. Um, I never thought, mm. never thought that they would have done that. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but that seemed like a pretty big announcement I to me. I didn't think it was even possible. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That seems. Yeah. They, yeah. they have wizards over there at Sony, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, or it is just a software thing. I didn't know that. Um, on the Pokemon Go subject, yeah. one of the things that they announced at the Apple conference, they had the guy from Niantic come out, the, uh-huh. the CEO. Yeah. And he came out and said, number one, Pokemon Go has been downloaded 500 billion times. Mm. That's a lot. <gasps> or no, Whoa. 500 million. 500 million. 500 million. 500 <laughs> like, million. 500 billion is a lot. Like everybody on the planet. 500 million. <laughs> 500 million. Yeah. 500 million. My bad. But wait, the billions coming up next. They also, he also announced that Pokemon trainers while playing Pokemon Go have walked a collective 4.6 billion kilometers. It's insane. That is fantastic. Yeah. So, which is amazing. Everybody that, you know, everybody, even if we assume that some of that is driving slowly down the street, (laughs) let's, let's just cut it in half. Let's just cut it in half. Four billion, two yeah. billion miles extra walked by a lot of people that were probably sedentary. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. It's if even half of that, even if it's only half of that number and it's yeah. only a billion miles walked by people who wouldn't have walked otherwise, that is an amazing movement of people. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I did some number crunching while I was, um, while I was at my day job, but. <laughs> I had a minute, um, and I did some number crunching, and I found out some that the, the the thing that is the coolest that is four point approximately four point six billion kilometers is that uh, that is the distance between the Earth and Neptune. Wow! Wow! <laughs> so if we took so yeah so everybody that's been playing Pokemon Go, if we took your trip, my trip, everybody else's trips, put them end on end. We just, as a human population, traveled to Neptune. Wow. Now, that by itself, you know, whatever, obviously we couldn't do that. And there's lots of times that we see stats like, oh man, these people played this multiplayer beta and it was like several thousand years worth of time were played. Right. Um, you know, there was a, um, Jane McGonigal wrote in her book, um, Reality is Broken. She talked about the power of games, mm-hmm. right? And this is something I wanted to throw out there just to say it, right? Like, the power of games is very clear. People can be motivated to do, you know, it's a little stuff for all of us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I probably only, you know, haven't walked that many kilometers myself, yeah. but I was part of a greater whole. So th- this, this is a thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, playing all that time multiplayer in Uncharted 3 beta or whatever, who cares about that? That's reasonable. But this is like walking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, this is... So, imagine what would happen or what will happen when we find ways to leverage this for, like, even more universal good. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I think this is proof of the power of games um, and how important they are and how good they can be. Because yeah. this is not, this is the opposite of sedentary. I see families out playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. We do it. We went to the park and spent 
an afternoon at a park just taking walks. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, that's that's my soapbox. Yeah, but I just no, wanted no. to say 4.6 billion kilometers is a, is a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, lot. it is a lot. It's, I, it's I think I've walked about maybe 4.6 kilometers total. I still haven't hatched an egg sure. yet, which is pretty sad. <laughs> but anyhow... <laughs> Mm. I've hatched a ton of eggs. I I know that I've walked more than I would have if I hadn't been playing the game. Cool. So that's, I mean, it's great. If people can be a little bit healthier. Yeah. And you know what? This week in particular, I feel like I need some positive news about human beings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's cool. Wow. That's that's a lot of, it's a lot of steps. Um, Isn't it? I'm crazy. I mean, it's just, it's still, it still like makes me go, what the hell is happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's having this effect on everything in such a, you know, universal way. Uh, yeah. It's the power of games, people. Yeah. Um, so this past weekend in Seattle was PAX. I was at PAX. It was fun. Yay, Nicole. I, I saw. You were? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, couldn't see the 13 stories I wrote about games. Anyhow, I saw a lot of games. The one thing I love stories? about PAX is that the indie scene is so fantastic. Tons of these games would never even get any mm-hmm. attention at like an E3 or anything like that. So I really love PAX for this. Um, I played a True. I played a lot of cool games. It's hard to narrow them down very quickly. One that is kind of funny. It's called Battle Chef Brigade. And if you're a food food person who liked to watch the Food Network in like the last I don't know ten years or whatever, you will know that there was this show called Iron Chef, which is completely nuts, in which they pick a secret ingredient and then two chefs compete. So. Battleship Brigade is basically like that. Like they have completely riffed, like some of their movies have completely riffed off the Japanese version of Iron Chef, which was even more ridiculous than the American which was version. Absolutely, yeah. Was, oh my god, it was great though. I loved watching that. So like the the chairman or whatever he's called in this game, he's even he's holding a bell pepper just like Chairman Kaga did. So yeah, uh, so that this game is pretty cool for a few reasons. It's all different kinds of gameplay. So. You have to go out and fight things to get your ingredients, and then you cook by using a little Tetris-style puzzle thing, uh, and then it's got, like, uh, adventure RPG-ish type elements in it, too. So, it's a bunch of stuff wrapped up in one. It was pretty fun. I liked it. Um, let's see. I'm going through my article here to see what else I want to talk about. Um, Long Journey Home. Long Journey Home. In my opinion, it's kind of, it seems like, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's going to give me what I wanted out of No Man's Sky because uh, also have procedurally generated planets, but there's a little tighter. There's not like a bazillion unlimited number of planets. It's much more focused and uh, which actually works better because you have, there's a much higher chance for your planets to be really, really distinct rather than having all of them sort of be like the same except for a different colored grass or something like that um so this one has yep. a, has a story to it's um you basically you get stranded on like the other side of the galaxy or in a different galaxy and you have a crew and you have to work with their personalities basically you're trying to find a way to get back to earth hence 
the title Long Journey Home. But you have to deal with alien races. Some are going to be hostile, all this kind of stuff. It just seems seems really cool. There's also like the ship repairing aspect. So you're you're collecting um, elements. And the cool thing on this is your ship has a lab. So you can take stuff back and analyze it. And it's just... It seems like no man's good. Yes, it's like everything that I wanted from No Man's Sky. I, I hope, I hope yeah. that I'm not putting my expectations too high out there because I know they they tweeted at us being like, "We hope we don't disappoint you." Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that that whole story got a lot of action on Twitter. Did you notice that? Yeah, no, a lot of I didn't. People liked it. Yeah, there was some retweeting because you compared it. You said it was better than No Man's Sky. Yeah. Little controversial, maybe, but yeah, hey, I think that's great. You know what? Everybody who listens to me knows that I think No Man's Sky is meh. So, yeah, you gotta, exactly. ha- you gotta have. You don't, you don't get paid to have. She doesn't get paid to have weak opinions, right? <laughs> that's like, right. That's, and I, I say Damn that to people right. all the time. They ask me all the time, like, why do you, you know, like, why don't you make a decision? Like, why, why did you just make that call? Like, why are you? It's like, listen, I'm, I don't do this to just be like, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. Because what's the point? We're here to make recommendations. We're here to have opinions. Um, I appreciated yeah. that. I did notice that it got a little traction because the reality is there are some people that are apologists for No Man's Sky that shouldn't be. Yeah. Or I mean, and there are plenty of people that love it and might, you know, but just because something's good doesn't mean something else isn't great. Right. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this game, The Long Journey Home, looks like it. It absolutely looks like a game that would provide people who were missing something exactly that thing. And mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't have the stuff that other people really love about No Man's Sky. Yeah. Some people really want that meditative. I'm just going to walk around and look at random stuff. Yeah. Kind of experience. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, More- I, I think this sounds better too, Nicole. Sure. Yeah. I- I think it, it sounds, sounds better, better to me. It absolutely sounds yeah. better to me. I'm just saying, you know, I can understand why some people might take umbrage to it, but really, guys, relax. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's fine. It's great. Video games are great. Yes. Um, uh, probably the most trippy game I think I have ever played in the history of games is this game called Whoa. Everything. Because it basically is everything. It's really weird. Um, I was completely lost until the demo girl <laughs> came up and tried to tell me what was going on. Um, so the the goal of the game is to find heaven, but you do that by experiencing like everything on the planet Earth. So like when I started playing, I was an island, and then I became a piece of seaweed, and then I was a fish scale, and that kind of thing. So basically what you're doing is you're you're moving around, you know, the world basically. And lots of different elements are uh, you know, animals and things like that. They have what's called thoughts and you're going through and collecting these thoughts and uh, some of them are like really deep like sage advice and other ones are like, "Hey, how's it going?" Um so but you're collecting those <laughs> and trying to piece uh piece those together to kind of move forward to towards your goal. So um it's really kind of interesting. I, I was very intrigued by it, but it's yeah, definitely different than anything else I have ever played. Um, so yeah, sounds very strange. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was cool because you know after seeing about twenty um, brawler games, it's nice to see something different. Yeah. it was in yeah. it was in Sony's booth too, which was very refreshing. Um, yeah. So um, so what else here? Uh, Urban Empire. Super cool. I could have stood there and played that game for like a few more hours. Like they gave me like the spiel about the basics. We get, you know, just let me have the computer to play. And like, I 
got the alarm that I needed to meet Isaac uh, for takeover of Anna duty and didn't realize that I had been sitting at that computer for like an hour. It, that's how interesting this is. It's like Civ, but with um, politics laid on top of it. So once you build, uh, they're called districts in your city. You build one district, your first one. That's great. That's very civish. You can do whatever you want. Any other districts or anything that you want to build in the city, anything else like actions like funding and blah, 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 has to come, has to be put to a vote by the city council. And so there's all this sort of schmoozing with the, the different parties. Like if they don't like you, you're like, Oh, let's take them out to dinner or it's, just, it's got all this kind of crazy stuff laid on top that of it. sounds awesome. It is. It was totally awesome. Yeah. Just, just tell me more. Like I, yeah. you know what? Don't even bother. Just sign me up. Yeah. Um, where do I, cause I love Civ. Can, can I just say Civ six? Oh my yes. God. Um, anyway. Um, I, I just had a, a brain fart just thinking about Civ Six and how excited I am for that game. Um, but this game, absolutely, I think it's. I think what's cool about it is it's the right time to yeah. make a game that has politics involved. Yeah, because it's it's on the forefront of ev- literally everyone's mind, whether yeah. they like it or not. Um, and so I think that is kind of neat that it's kind of topical mm-hmm. and. Man, does it sound fascinating yeah. uh, playing a Civ game where you have to manage, you know, relationships with AI and yeah. votes and all that. That's how I'm, I am in, 100% in. Yeah. Um, when does it come out? Did they say? It's next year, I believe. Hold on. I may have written. <sighs> I can't remember all of these <laughs> release That gives me time. Uh, yeah. My the- year is, my, the rest of my year is just shot. Yeah, early so, next year. Early next year is what they okay. said. Great. But talking about politics, there was another game that I saw a little bit of. I didn't actually get to play it. It's called Political Animals. And so you've got these cutesy little animals, like a mouse and a bear and everything. And you've got like one little like city-ish type thing. And you're trying to win an election. It's all about winning the election. And so it, it's similar type stuff to what Urban Empire is doing. Like you have to try to get people on your side and, uh, you know, evangelize for you. And there are different types of people that you can do that. You've got a lawyer, there's a, a minister and all that kind of stuff. And like you can create scandals for your opponent and all this kind of, <laughs> yeah. Look, and it's these cutesy little animals, which just makes it even more fun. Um, I was planning, I'm going to mention that when I do my uh, full on PAX is awesome article, because there were just so many that I didn't get to see. There, another one that I didn't get to see, uh, really, uh, although like, it's funny, the producer saw my media badge and basically tackled me as soon as I walked into the thing. <laughs> um, but there's a, um, it's a point and click adventure set in a Shakespearean world where you play as Ophelia. Um, so I was like, Hey, that's, oh, wow. yeah, it sounds kind of yeah. cool. That one's called El- Elsinore. Um, I'll check that out more. Let's see. What else did I write about though? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, you know what, Steven? I think, uh, I think I had that game that I, that you talked about at PAX East wrong because I think I saw the game that you did talk about in passing. It's called Mages of Mysteria. Yes, yes. Yes. I thought, you know what? I listened to the episode back, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't think she was talking about potions. I think we were talking about ma- yeah. now, mages and mysterious. Yeah. Now tell me, does that game not look good? Uh, tell me what? that game doesn't look good. I only actually saw it in passing, because like, on my oh. way to appointment, and then I'm like, hey, that's the game <laughs> Steven was talking about. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. Everybody listening, keep that game on your radar. Mages and Mysteria. That's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. 
Um, I don't know game of the year. Anything, who cares about that? I mean, I think it's going to be a damn good game. I played it for longer than I should have. Mm. Um, and man, is it! Oh, I'm so glad that it's still showing. Yeah. They're still that it's not canceled or anything silly like that. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. Um, other uh adventure game news. I actually didn't didn't know anything about this game until I saw it in the indie mega booth um at PAX. Is that Thimbleweed Park, which is actually being developed by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. If you know anything about adventure games, you know who these people are. Uh, so this is a brand new adventure game from these guys. I played about a twenty minute demo and it was hilarious. Uh, I very much <laughs> looking forward to playing more of this. Um, you play as several different characters in this game across uh, a couple time periods. So you start out as two FBI agents who look very much like Mulder and Scully. Um, <laughs> and you're investigating um, a murder, basically. Uh, but then you get into the town to start questioning people, and you get sent back in time to play as this character called Ransom the Insult Clown. Which is as awesome as his name sounds. <laughs> he's just every time he says a sentence, it's got bleep in it, at least one. So it was like, oh man, this bleepity bleep bleep bleep. Like, oh, it was got it. It was so hilarious. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, so yeah, so I can't wait to play more of that. That's also slated to come out next year. Um, let me see. Kind of early minute. See, early minute. See, yes. Sounded like you. Yes, it's you awesome. Too, yeah, right? it was a short demo. They're coming out. That comes out this month, actually. And so, oh, cool. yeah, they're going to send me a copy of that, and I'll be reviewing it. But, yeah, it's it's very charming. It's it's technically an adventure game, but I really thought it was more like an interactive novel because there's not, like, a crazy amount of puzzles you have to solve or anything like that. So mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Um, there's this game called She Remembered Caterpillars. It's a cute little puzzle game. Uh, but has a story woven into it, which I thought was kind of weird. But um, so you like you have the puzzle levels. You finish the puzzle, and then you got it. You get a few paragraphs of text about some story, and then you go into the next puzzle. Um, obviously, I only played the beginning, so maybe it all ties in later on in the game. But I just thought that was kind of a weird way to slap two things mm-hmm. together. Um, let's see, 1979 Revolution, very very cool. Um, it was funny because the guy that I was talking to, he's like, yeah, we've had high school educators contact us about using this in our classroom. And he's like, we didn't even know. I'm like, you didn't know. Like, you should be going after this market, like, actively, yeah. like, seriously. They're hungry wow. for stuff yeah. like this. So, um, so yeah, so I played um, basically like one episode-ish uh, of it where you're taking photographs of a crowd uh and i guess i skipped over this but it takes place in iran during the revolution and you're playing as a young photographer and so you know in this crowd you take pictures of things like somebody was holding up a picture of the ayatollah and so you get a picture of that and then it shows you the picture that you took but right next to it it shows you the real historical photo that that was based on and you have the option right there to learn more about it and it'll give you like a paragraph of history so um, that, I think, is way better for to be educational than something like Never Alone. I mean, Never Alone was cool, but like you'd finish a level and it'd be like, you have unlocked video number three of blah, blah, blah. And you had to go back out to the main menu to watch those. Where this, it's like right in there in the gameplay. So, yeah. so I think it makes more sense. Um, and then, uh, all right, I'm going to stop. Orwell, which is a game I was really looking forward to, looks super cool. I cannot wait to, to play that. I played that one for a while, too. Um, but I'm going to skip off games. Uh, any, 
Amy Hennig's uh, talk was really cool. It wasn't, um, it was a keynote, but um, she, it was basically like a fireside chat uh, where she sat down with Jerry Holkins and he asked her questions. And the thing that was funny about the fireside chat is they had this giant screen behind them that was showing video of a fireplace, <laughs> like, like huge, <laughs> huge flames <laughs> behind them. It was so funny. And every once in a while, you would see somebody like poking at the logs and that kind of stuff. But anyhow, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really cool. The main gist of, of what they were talking about is that she considers, um, the player, the collaborator. So she doesn't consider it, you know, it's just a straight like writer to player narrative, like one way she's like, when she's writing, creating worlds and whatnot, she likes to take a step back and be like, okay, if I was playing this, what would I be feeling right now? What would I be thinking right now? And, you know, trying to capitalize on that to make the world, you know, more real and that kind of stuff. So, and she also said like, she tries to not let gameplay get in the way of of uh the emotional experience so like like in rise of the tomb raider uncharted you've got these kind of sequences that you have to do where you if you you know you miss you get killed kind of thing kind of like running from the bear in rise of the tomb raider like that type of thing right linda Mm -hmm. um whereas if you like to the five fifth or sixth time that you get killed it kind of takes away from you know, the enjoyment there. So she said when she's working on games, she tries to make those types of things as easy as possible um, so that you don't get pulled out of out of the narrative too much. So, um, but yeah, that was really cool. I think yeah. you can probably watch it on Penny Arcade or somewhere, somewhat. So PAX was awesome. Uh, I've got previews for all the stuff that I saw uh, hands-on. Up on the site, I'm going to be writing another kind of large wrap-up story talking about my experiences. Oh, good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, some some games I didn't really get to see very much that I thought looked cool and kind of what it was like to have Anna there, you know. It's going to be interesting to see how that changes to have her there, like, as she gets a year older. So, so yeah, so I'll be talking about that, too. All right, so that's PAX. And, I mean, I love it, but thank God it's over. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's see what else are we yeah. going to talk about. Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon, Stephen. I remembered to include Pokemon in our list well, of um, topics today. Well, well, th- I, I did want to plug <clears throat> before we got onto Pokemon. Okay. Um, I wanted to, um, I wanted to plug something. All right. Um, anyone hearing Nicole talk about you know her experiences with Anna and you know going to PAX and you're curious. You know, maybe you want to bring your own kids. Mm. Um, I, if I may point you in the direction of episode 38 <laughs> of Engage, a right. family podcast, where one Nicole Tanner and I uh, got down and talked about and gave some real solid tips and advice on what you should expect and how you should prepare to bring uh, kids of virtually any age to yeah. a convention setting, yeah. large yeah. or small. So if I could point, uh, again, it's episode 38, engagefamilygaming.podbean.com or or pod, podcast services everywhere. Not to plug another product, but I thought this was specifically poignant and also it you is. were on it. So yes. if you want to hear me and Nicole some more, just with different theme music, um, <laughs> this is us talking. I think we also talk about uh, Nintendo news. Go yes. figure. Um, yeah. but, it, but most of it's convention advice. So yeah, yeah if, anyway. If I remember correctly, Pokemans. too, I also got to correct you on Uncharted. I think you kept saying you weren't going to talk about Uncharted because it was rated M. And I was like, no, it's rated T. 
See, that's what I remember. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. Straight up, <laughs> straight up, you schooled me. Part, and you know what? I did not. I had just always assumed. Right. I had always yes. assumed, and you know that's what happens when you assume. Yeah. To be fair, I ended up not talking about it anyway. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. But the but the, because I did, I don't have a machine to make it work. But right. um, you were still right. I had made it, and you know, I always assumed that it was M. I didn't realize. I mean. With that many jokes about Nathan Drake murdering, like, the entire population of, like, mm-hmm. sub-Saharan Africa, <laughs> like, you know, in every installa- installment of the game, I figured it must be rated M. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, okay, That's yeah. a little plug. Yeah. So, Pokemans. Yes, Pokemon. So, there was a, um, there was a trailer released, was it today or yesterday? Sometime this week, there was a trailer released about Sun and Moon ago. that uh, dropped some more details Steven, what were the details? <laughs> so, uh, they announced some new Pokemon. One of them is really kind of creepy looking. It's called Type colon Null, and it's a Pokemon in a weird, like, man in the iron mask mask. Um, so, um, I-, I honestly believe that it's a Pokemon that was ca- a Pokemon that is probably important uh, to the story that was captured and experimented on by some organization. Ow. Not really sure, but that's what I—that's what it feels like Ow. to me. Um, so I'm sure we're gonna find out. Uh, we, we learned about some more Alola forms for various uh, for various Pokemon, which is cool. Um, we learned about a new like, the Aether Syndicate, which is another organization that's gonna inv- involved in the plot. The big one. And I think this is the biggest announcement to come out of it, um, is that Pokemon Sun and Moon are actually going to be set at different times of the day. Right. Now, Pokemon games, traditionally, the clock functions as ours does. Time never really matters in that game. You could just kind of flow through and it doesn't, you know, but there are certain Pokemon that are available at night and others that are available during the day, etc. Um... And so if you wanted to catch something, you had to do it at night in some situations, etc. Um, what's interesting is Pokemon Moon takes place 12 hours. It's They're set off by 12 hours. So mm-hmm. if it is daytime where you are, then it will be nighttime in Pokemon Moon, and it will be daytime in Pokemon Sun. And I think that is, number one... Um, super interesting way to to kind of like lean into that sun and moon theme. Mm-hmm. Also, it's never been done before. Yeah. Huh. Um, seems without it, without you know messing with the settings in your Game Boy. Right. Yeah. It seems like um like that's a smart move too about getting people to buy both of them. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> um, we're gonna buy three copies. Um, one for each of the boys and one for me. Um, so how about that? Pokemon is a $120 investment for us. Um, but what are you going to do? Um, so, but you're not getting both of them, right? No, no, no. We're going to, yeah, we're, we're going to get both. We're going to get, uh, my oldest is, they, they, they discussed this. Uh, My oldest is getting sun. Okay. Um, my youngest is getting moon and I am also going to get a copy of moon. Uh huh. And the reason for that is my presumption, my, my oldest son and I share a DS. Mm. So it is less likely that he would open up his machine and start playing my, it, there would be less confusion if it was mm. like, oh, this is dad's, you know, this is dad's moon copy. Get this garbage out of here. I got to <laughs> put my son in. Right. Um, so that's pretty much where, where that is at. Uh-huh. Um, he's, a little disappointed now that I advised him that I am going to be reviewing the game, which means that when we get it, he's going to have to wait for me. Um, so, 
he uh, he was not pleased when he found that out. Right. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, it's 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 for work, buddy. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Cool. I think it's a great move, though. I think it's a great move. There's a bundle on Amazon right now for a steelbook, both copies of the game for I think, and I think it's even at a discount. I think it's like seventy five bucks for both of them in a steelbook, mm. um, which I think is kind of neat. So if you're gonna buy them both, uh, I'd look for like some kind of cool special edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Oh, okay, was there any other Yay, Pokemon, Pokemon news, or was that? <laughs> Now that was pretty much it, man. Okay. I mean, it, what's as we get closer, we we can expect. It seems like you know a, a video a week with some little trickled out announcements. I mean, they showed us an Alola form for Radicate, mm. for the love of God. You know, like who cares about Radicate? Um, but we got it. Um, so I think you know between now and November, every week, you know, middle of the week, we should expect a new. Um, uh, we should expect new, uh, information with a few Pokemon here or there. Um, they did make some Pokemon Go announcements this week, most notably that they're adding the buddy system, where mm-hmm. you're actually going to be able to choose one of your Pokemon to be your friend, to, um, kind of level up with you as you walk around, etc. Um, so that should be kind of interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. But we'll see how that goes. That's coming out this fall. Yeah. It's November, right? I think it's November. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, okay, yeah, so, so that's, that's basically the news. Um, do you want to talk about what we're playing? Linda, what have you been playing? Um, I've been, uh, again, playing WoW. Um, (laughs) I got on, I got on with my son and my nephew, and the three of us are going to play a little bit. They have, um, other characters, but they're, you know, they're doing the remedial thing and um, starting out with the level 100 character so they can level up with me, which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Um, Should be fun. I just wanted to add one thing about packs. Yeah. Um, and recommend, remember our friend Todd Bishop over at GeekWire? Yes. He did a great review of all the VR stuff. Apparently, oh, okay. he, uh, he just went around and went to all the VR games yeah at, at pax and it was a pretty interesting article i'll put the link in for that yeah, cause yeah. I thought it was good absolutely i avoided all vr very much uh, so yeah you can't <laughs> i mean you can't you yeah, can't cover like, all I that don't, stuff well also too i did not want to like go to a vr thing in the morning and then feel sick all day because yeah, of it no kidding. <laughs> so yeah um and actually well, was, he said he didn't he didn't get sick but he got a little bit um confused honestly uh, okay yeah like, like what is this am i in vr still or am i in reality now wow <laughs> he was, yeah he got a little bit psychologically you know that's insane mixed up. that sounds like that a great, i know so it's a great idea a for very a book. real problem yeah great idea it is for a very yeah. real problem that people are gonna have yeah great idea for a book yeah. or a movie I bet that there will be yeah, a, the, VR psychosis. Right. I call it. I have a name for it already. <laughs> Get right in. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have started. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but still, most of the VR stuff was just booked out. Like Sony had like hour long demos of their VR stuff, which was booked like the first day. Like you had to sign up for a time and it was all gone. Apparently the same thing happened with Final Fantasy 15 there was like an hour long demo because Isaac um, uh, Halo Wars 2 was in the Microsoft booth. Isaac helped a little bit on the first day, but his, uh, his 
producer AP that he works with really, really loves Final Fantasy 15. And when she, she like ran like right over to the thing and still did not get a sign in for the demo oh, of Final wow. Fantasy 15. Those were gone right away. I'm so, I have a mighty hmm. need for that game. A mighty yes, need. We know. We know that about you. Oh, now I'm, I'm remembering more stuff about PAX. So Uber, Uber did this awesome thing where they they tricked out minis to look like chocobos. They had like feathers coming oh. out the back of them, and their horn, you know, beeps were like the chocobo sound. It was the most insane <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It was so funny. Um, yeah, and then also there was the they they had a little like street parade type thing for magic. That happened one of the mornings too. I didn't see most of it because I was in the I was in line waiting to get into the show. But there was like a giant stag, like metal stag that was like come down the street for for magic. And they didn't close off the street. Cool. That was the funny thing. It was on Pike. And they didn't close off the street. So it's funny. Once it passed, you could see like all of the people in their cars behind there that were so pissed off that they got stuck oh behind my this God. thing. The traffic's already so bad. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, fun fun packs times. That'll be in my in my wrap up article. It'll be more stuff like oh, that. Oh good. Um, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check out GeekWire for for Todd's um VR piece. I'm sure it's fantastic. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just wow then, Linda, for you. Just wow for me. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, I'm so rusty. I'm so rusty, oh. you guys. <laughs> yeah. I had to yeah. re- relearn how to play the mage, but I did that tutorial you talked about, Stephen. That helped yeah. a little bit, but there's yeah. still other stuff. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> to do this, but I'm I'm getting it back slowly. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, yeah. I assume you've been playing some WoW as well. Yes, um, I I have actually abandoned. I've I've done this. I did exactly what I expected to do. I played a little. I played around a little bit. Messed messed around with a level one hundred mage that I created. Um, and then I have shelved her. Um, and gone back to uh, my paladin, and largely because the whole point was to experience the game from the beginning again. Um, and I found myself really struggling starting at level one hundred without any context because mm-hmm. I stopped in Wrath of the Lich King, so I I missed. Cataclysm and Pandaria and Warlords of Draenor. So I've missed so much that it really was important for me to, to kind of go back to the beginning. Um, so I played, I enjoyed, I, you know, I messed around, you know, got my artifact, did some neat stuff, headed on back, um, and have been really enjoying, um, you know, kind of grinding and playing through the levels, doing the new quests, um, you level so fast, that, you know, I was hoping to, like, re-experience all the different zones, and it turns out I'm really going to have to play, like, three or four characters all the way through in order to experience all the stuff that I had done before, uh, because there are whole zones that I'm just, I, I, I don't have to do it. Um, which is mm-hmm. pretty, uh, which is something I did not expect. I also, um, and I'm sure you're gonna, uh, have something to say about this. I finished the, uh, One Night in Karazhan, mm-hmm. um, adventure. Well, that's another, and, another thing about PAX I have to talk about. <laughs> A second. Go oh, ahead. Man. I'm sorry. So, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear about it because I saw the pictures of all these crazy Hearthstone tournaments. So, um, <laughs> One Night in Karazhan, really good. Uh, lots of good cards um, that are going to shape the meta for the next two, uh, year or so while mm-hmm. it's in there. Um, and yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I really enjoyed it. I thought the fights were really neat. The mm-hmm. fight at the end I thought was going to be unfair until I actually did it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they really make you work. Yes. To make a new deck. Yeah. And um, you can't just play with your good stuff. You got to use the stuff that's unexpected, um, which is great. It's a great way to force you to use cards maybe you wouldn't have used otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're a great thing. At the very least, play the free demo and get your free cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the sure. Firelands portal for Mage is worth every penny. Yes. Of, yeah. of zero dollars. I think this is the first single player one that I managed to get through without creating a new deck like specifically for one of the things Ooh. i was able to get through it with that. all of my existing decks um but i've had to make a like a completely unique one for all the other ones you know at least one unique one to get past a certain challenge but yeah. sure all right yeah. yeah um um one last game that i played that mm-hmm. is super important for anyone with an xbox one if you have an xbox one and you have xbox live gold there is a game that is free right now it is called Earthlock, mm-hmm. the festival of magic um that game is way better than it has any right to be. Mm, that's cool. Um, huh. I put a couple hours into it. It is an old school role playing game. Um, so if you've been, you know, if if you are in a mood for a role playing game and you you know you you especially like an old school turn based one with an overworld map and you know some of those old school sensibilities, I think this game will interest you. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no voice acting. It's very decidedly old school. Um, I I think this is a very good bridge to keep me busy with role playing game stuff until Final Fantasy comes out. Mm. It's also zero dollars if you right. own yeah. uh, if you have Xbox Live Gold. Um, it is coming out to other platforms uh, later on. At which point it should be very good. Mm. Um, it, it, also, if you own a Wii U, go buy Axiom Verge. Mm. Okay, because Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Go buy it. It's worth it. Although, if you own a PS4 or a PC, you could have bought it there already. But this game is a very... It is... Playing it on the gamepad um, or having the... It's just... Axiom Verge is really good. It's the best Metroid game that they... That Nintendo won't ever make. Because for some (laughs) reason, they don't believe in making Metroid games anymore. Right. (laughs) Um... Okay, yeah. So, so me, obviously, so turn, I, I played lots of things at PAX. We already talked about that. When I came home to relax, I played some Puzzle and Dragons, and of course, some Hearthstone. It was funny, Gung Ho, who publishes uh, Puzzle and Dragons, they were there at the show, and so Anna loves that game. <laughs> so she went and like was like playing it, you know. And that's another funny <laughs> thing about Anna is like. There's pieces of swag and whatnot where you had to do something, like win something in the game in order to get this piece of swag. Walked up there with Anna, they would just give her that stuff. No oh. questions asked. We were just killing it. it. We were She's killing adorable. it on the swag. She was getting everything for us. I mean, there's a, if a little if a little girl walks into your booth and your swag is and you're making like grown men play a game to get their like little like you know poster or tchotchke or whatever, you give the four year old the thing. Like that's that's smart yeah. booth play. Yeah. That's smart booth play. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, so she got a cute little keyring um, from that. And like I said, I was playing Hearthstone. The biggest thing, I don't believe I kept forgetting all the stuff about packs. I have to get my brain back in gear. So uh, there was live uh, part of the summer circuit happening at PAX, uh, which was super cool. It's set up on a stage. You can watch it. Um, 
I watched a lot of it. Not a, I mean, I didn't watch all of it, obviously, because I didn't have time to do that. But I did sit there and watch it whenever I had the chance. And then I was up in that area with Anna when they started the final. And I texted Isaac. I'm like, you got to come here and watch her so I can watch this thing. Like, I've been watching this all weekend. I want to watch the final. The final was amazing. It was best of nine. Um, and the final match was a mirror match. They were both playing Dragon Warrior. It was insane. Hmm. I'm like, this is, this is the best final ever, you know? Like, they're playing the and same the w- deck. Yeah. And the winner got a free subscription to Nintendo Power. Oh, we're talking about a different Dragon Warrior, aren't we? <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, no, the winner here got a cool $10,000. <laughs> um, wow. I, yeah. That's that's cooler than, that's yeah. cooler than a subscription to a defunct magazine. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the runner-up got $5,000. So, so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Wow. These 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 kids they're like they're so young, like it's just a. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at how young they are. But they like look like they're in high school. I don't know, but it is funny to see them kind of walk up there and they wear their little like sweatshirt like jacket things with all of their sponsors on the back and everything. It's uh, yeah, yeah, pretty weird. Anyhow, esports is a yeah. thing. It is a thing. The other thing that's but funny it won't too. Won't be in the Olympics. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. So they have commentators. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, they had co- they had commentators there that was sort of set off to the side. Like if you're sitting in the audience, you could be sitting like basically right next to the commentators, and there was a delay between what you saw and heard on the screen as opposed to what they were saying and what the players were playing. So if you sat too too close to the commentators, it would basically ruin everything because you would hear you know what was going to happen the next play. And they actually ruined it a few times because they would be like, ah. Oh, and we're all like, yeah, okay. I guess something big is going to happen here. <laughs> so, anyhow. Yeah, that is one thing they have to work on. Because I noticed <laughs> that, too. Um, like, in uh, watching at PAX East, the Street Fighter. Yeah. They had a Street Fighter Five tournament. And some of that was a little off, um, you know, because they were watching. And there was a few second delay. And a few yeah. seconds in a fighting game is like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a drop. You know, you hear, oh, yeah. dropped combo. And you're like, oh, well, but he was just setting it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they definitely have to work with that, but that's, you know, kind of par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so bad on her. So I mean, it only happened a couple of times. One time I sat down there, I was like right next to him. Like, this was a bad idea. I'm going to sit somewhere else next time. So, but yeah, that final mm-hmm. man was so amazing. So amazing. And then there was another match that I watched that was um, actually the, one of the guys that made it to the final round. I watched him play someone else earlier uh in the week i think it was probably on saturday and that was a crazy match as well because they were both down to one health and they were just battling it for like two turns when they were both down to one health i was like this is amazing uh anyhow so yeah very much recommended it doesn't sound like you know something that you would think was interesting to watch a card game but i didn't think it either until i saw hearthstone being played live um Anyhow, yeah, so that'll be in my pack story too. Sounds fun. At some at some point this week. Cool. Um Hey, can I ask one question? Yeah. Um about Anna. Did uh-huh. she have any any scares getting lost or was she just right with you the whole time? No, she was right with us. I mean, we were very, very Great. adamant with her. Yeah. Do not let go of our hand. For any reason. Okay. And she does this okay. thing when she's trying to let That's go of great. her hand where she kind of wiggles it, squirms it around and that gives us yeah. the the heads up that she's trying to let go um yeah but no no she was good there and she didn't get scared by anything in the show either like arc uh arc survival of all they had you know their giant t-rex and they also had what looked looked like a dragon 
We actually got a really funny picture of her standing in front of the dragon because his like mouth is open and she's got her arms up in the air and she's like looking behind her like, ah, getting eaten by a dragon. <laughs> so anyhow, I might put that picture in my story. <laughs> um, That'd be did, fun. Yeah. Did you get a chance to, um, to, to like get your teeth into that farming game that you want to torture me with? I did. I have not even started it yet, but it's going to be started very soon. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was at PAX all day on Monday. Uh, yesterday, I had Anna with me, so I wasn't really playing anything until like last last night before bed. I'm like, I'm going to start a farming game now. I just played Puzzle and Dragons and Hearthstone, and this morning I'm wrapping up PAX stuff. So, at least and watching Sony's press conference. So, so yes, uh, it will be happening soon. I'll probably start it on Friday if I can. So, all right, all right. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I think that wraps it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Linda and I are from Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a story for gamers with kids. We talk about all these great hardcore games like Fallout and stuff like that, and also games that you like to play with your kids, kind of like the Lego games, and then some games that are for your kids that you don't want to play at all, such as preschool apps like Sego Mini, even though they're great apps. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven, as noted at the top of the show, is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Steven, where can we find Engage Family Gaming? Well, you can find us all over the place. So do me a favor, everybody. Go to a social media site, search Engage Family Gaming. If we're there, follow us, like us, share us, do all the business. If you don't, Head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community and yell at me about what social media channel I am not on so that we may fix that. Um, if you like hearing me talk, for whatever reason, um, I am also on another podcast that is called Engage, a family gaming podcast. We alternate video games and board games, um, and we talk about a lot of the same stuff here. Um, yeah, but most definitely, before you do anything else... Like, literally, don't crash your car or anything, but get home, go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community, join the fun, because we're talking and having fun and, you know, memes and advice, and it's going to be a great place to be when it comes time to uh, look for random video game stuff uh, for your kids, because I'm betting those NES Classic Editions are going to be hard to find, and we will help you. Right, yes. Your wife has posted some great memes in the last couple weeks. Isn't she amazing? Yeah. <laughs> um okay she's a saint she really is <laughs> um okay well i think that's going to wrap it up for us once again thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you next week bye bye Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus